everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Donald Trump Jr. was giving a speech today at some conservative conference. Oh, he's about Fetterman? Yeah, John Fetterman. He yeah. said... Uh, kind of mean. It's sort of weird that Pennsylvania managed to elect a vegetable. Yeah, it's kind of... Wow. Maybe he could be a bad guy at a grocery store. Yeesh. Yeah, it's kind of the a-hole rule. I mean, really? If you're going to question the man's competence for the job because he suffered a stroke, it's fine. But come on. Wow. And there's reports he might resign. Um, yeah. His family left the whole area to avoid publicity. You know, the media trying to get interviews. Yeah, well. John Fetterman checked himself in for a depression. He should have he gone in for six months of intensive rehabilitation after the stroke instead of six months. Six months of a... Very stressful campaign. So This is what we were talking about yesterday with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, you have to do this. I mean, seriously. I know Donald Trump Jr. is not elected to anything. He's a nobody. But really? You have to throw that bomb out there? A vegetable you have to call him? That's just... Man, he's nuttier than his father. Yeah. And I have a feeling these oh, offspring are going to try to run for something. Oh, right? oh he's going to run for something. He definitely is. Because yeah. uh, that, that crowd eats it up. Ron DeSantis is coming to California this weekend. People say he's still, he hasn't announced yet, but exploring the possibilities of taking on Trump for the Republican nomination. And uh, 
they were all over the place, but the polls this time are definitely slanting towards Trump walking away with that nomination in the next year's uh, well, let's see what Let's see what the campaign holds. Yeah. I think it's going to be highly He's got a faction that just loves him, and they're not going away. So No, they're not. They're not. But I, I think it's going to be uh, – uh, I mean, if they both go full bore, it may be one of the best, uh, most entertaining campaigns. Yeah, yeah, that could be the case in debates that they could have in the next year or so. Uh, we're going to be talking about, in a moment, uh, Phil Washington. Phil Washington used to be the head of Los Angeles County's metro system. The buses, the subways, the abysmal thing that it is. Uh, he left a year or two back to uh, head up the Denver airport. But right now, he could be the next head of the FAA, which is a pretty big step. Meanwhile, uh, there's a writer for L.A. magazine named John Rigardi who did the story we did the other day about the latest metro crime statistics that came out that they have already in 2023 surpassed all the deaths uh, on the trains that they had in 2022. Uh, they put like a nine page report. There were 24 percent higher assaults and robberies across the transit system in 2022 compared with 21. Uh what he also pointed out, which is kind of humorous, and I didn't see this in any of his story, Metro was telling all of its operators, the drivers and so forth on the buses, that January is de-escalation month. They actually called it that in an internal memo. <laughs> trying to find ways to, uh, yeah, in the face of conflict, to try to scale down the tension. Well, Do you imagine that? You're just a bus operator. And now you have to have special training to make sure the vagrant that gets on the bus doesn't slash your throat. The, the vagrant who's whacked out on meth, who might have schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Yeah. Or all those things. And and you're a bus driver. You don't have any training, education, any background at all to deal with a violent, drug-addicted mental patient. That's what a policeman is for. They should have an armed policeman on every one of these trains and buses. Otherwise... No one's going to take this anymore. Nobody's going to board these buses. And in fact, most people aren't. I think much of their uh, traffic is uh, uh, drug-addicted, violent vagrants. Yeah, he ended with a quote from Dopey Janice Hahn, who's, of course, an L.A. County supervisor, but she's a Metro board member. I just don't know what's gonna, what we're going to do when we confront these people who are using drugs in our system. I realize it's a problem. I realize it would freak me out if I was riding and God forbid there was a death as it related to an overdose. I would probably never ride the train again. There you uh, very go. Very astute of her. She's on the Metro board and she said if she ran into an overdose, one of these characters, she'd never ride the train again. That's why nobody's riding the train, Janice. No. Hello, Janice, anyone in there? And you're on the board, which means your job is to keep the crazy people off the train. Why don't you do that? What are you being paid for? To t She's trying to, like, empathize with the rest of us. It's like, no, don't empathize. Put armed police on all the trains and buses and throw all, literally throw all the bums out off the train. Stop it. Nobody lives like this. Nobody wants to live like this. I can't believe this. Oh, oh, here's another one. Uh, another Metro board member, uh, Paul Krikorian from the L.A. City Council. I don't think we should beat around the bush on this. This is an existential threat to the Metro system. 
an existential threat. <laughs> Just get the police. What's And then you go through this story, and it's the same old, oh, well, then it's going to be a disproportionate number of minorities. No, it's going to be 100% of the drug addicts and mental patients. I'm reminded stop stop of the- looking at skin color. Look at their behavior. I mean, drug deaths. It's the absolute worst. I think the last time we talked about Metro, remember they pulled a train over in Santa Monica because someone took a dump and they had to bring in an entire cleaning crew. They shut down the line while they completely cleaned out the rail car where the person uh, left excrement all over the floor. I wouldn't ride the train again if there was someone that taking a dump next to me, but uh, as Han said, someone's dead of an overdose lying there. I mean, what? you've got to be kidding me. In fact, uh, John Rigardi... Los Angeles Magazine said the transit system is suddenly morphing into something resembling a rolling morgue. Yeah. There have been 21 deaths system-wide this year. Same number for the entire 2022 year. So that's, and, and they're, they're down like, oh my, like a third of the ridership. Mm-hmm. So you would think, in general, that would bring the deaths down. But, of course, now we know what's left that's riding the trains. There's a higher proportion of uh, drugged-out uh, homeless people. Yeah. No, th- you've got a year's worth of deaths in two months. And did you see what it circles back to? Fentanyl again. Oh, yeah. Fentanyl's on the rise, and fentanyl is a killer. And that's probably what's felling a lot of these uh, homeless people on the trains oh, oh, in oh, bigger oh, numbers. And look at this, because this was all at a meeting uh, and and there's a some uh, woman named Gina Osborne who's the Metro Chief Safety Officer. By the way, Gina, good job so far, huh? Record- oh, she's the safety officer. She's oh, the wow. safety officer. You couldn't pay me enough to take that job. <laughs> and and Karen Bass, those of you who voted for Karen Bass, thanks a lot. Listen to this genius. When Mayor Karen Bass, a Metro Board member, asked Osborne what illicit substances are at play. Osborne said, I would say fentanyl is going to be big out there. Is Bass not aware of this already? What a genius. Yeah. Uh, um, um, Miss Osborne, uh, what are the drugs that are out there right now that are that are causing these issues? <laughs> Hello? Have you noticed there's like 70,000 deaths from fentanyl this year in the country? Miss Bass? And yeah, wow. big surprise. Some of them are dropping dead on the trains and buses. Real I, surprise. What's causing this? I don't understand. All right, we Did- got more coming up. We will play for you some of the audio. We told you the other day that U.S. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, who's on a committee that deals with the confirmation hearing for the man that may head the FAA. This is old Phil Washington. He used to be the head of Metro. That's why we've been talking about Metro. He made his way to Denver and oh, now... Yeah. Biden wants him to head the FAA. Well, Cruz said he doesn't like this nomination, doesn't think the man's qualified, and you'll find that out the guy when you play the audio. who created the Metro Sewer is up to run the FAA. No. If that happens, nobody should get on a plane. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, we'll keep you posted on the mountain communities up in uh, San Bernardino County, and we should have an update after 3 o'clock with a report. Uh, stay tuned for that. Of course, the Moist Line is in one hour, John, already. Moist Line Friday, remember that? An hour? About an hour from now, yeah. I'm excited. Okay? Yeah. All right, two rounds in the 3 o'clock hour. 
Um, we're talking now about the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration. Remember back in January, we had that uh, breakdown, the grounded flights all morning? Because it was something wrong with the software. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And then the uh, the, the Southwest debacle. So Chuck Christmas Schumer week. in the Senate said, let's get going then with getting a new head of the FAA. Because the nomination has been stalled for some time since the previous guy stepped down. Joe Biden nominated Phil Washington, the hack that used to run Metro here and then moved on to the Denver I, airport. I, it I, says, according to the rules that whoever heads up the FAA has to have experience in a field directly related to aviation. So he, he was briefly the CEO of Denver's airport. How does that? Yeah, I don't I, think that's direct they, experience. He was appointed to that job in mid-2021. And you're right. There's a Colorado senator that says his tenure there meets the qualification. Uh, he is the guy who left behind the uh, rolling metro morgue that we described to you a few minutes ago, where you have record amounts of crime, record amounts of attacks, including sexual attacks on passengers, uh, record amounts of, of deaths. And it so, was his metro. So here is Ted Cruz in this first clip going after, this is a hearing in the Senate committee, going after... Phil Washington over the experience end. I'm also afraid that Mr. Washington's record suggests that he'd focus on virtue signaling at a time when the FAA needs to be laser focused on aviation safety and modernization. As LA Metro CEO, he said, quote, everything we do in terms of mobility, we look through the lens of equity. At the Denver airport, he's spending <laughs> millions of dollars to build a special, quote, hall of equity. <laughs> and change the contract bidding process to place a heavier emphasis on so-called equity and so-called social cultural merits. The hell? Safety. It's an airport. Not political posturing needs to be paramount at the FAA. Where, where did all this come from? The uh, equity lens again? Can somebody smash the equity lens? It's uh, you have to you have to land planes. It just has infiltrated everywhere, hasn't it? But it of course, is. this is another California person, so that's where a lot of this comes from. Yeah, look at the people that get hired in Washington out of California: Kamala Harris, Julie Sue, who blew through thirty billion dollars running the unemployment Alex office. Alex Padilla. Alex Padilla. And who's and the one that uh, heads up uh, Health and Human Services? What's his name? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, Bacaria. Javier Bacaria, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, they're not only left-wing, woke, virtue-signaling progressives. They're all incompetent. We look through the lens of equity. And that's that's a Newsom line, too. Oh, I know. Newsom loved that line, the lens of equity. The, the lens equity of lens. equity. Yeah, now, well. this next clip... Ted Cruz digs into a story we covered a lot last year, and that concerns Metro and that contract that they had with the friend of former L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl. That contract was from some sort of sex assault, sex harassment hotline that people could call Metro and complain about behavior on the buses and trains, and they get like one call a month. So that's why it was determined that maybe this was just a scam. Let's listen to Cruz talk about this. The search warrant also includes specific allegations that you personally engaged in misconduct. 
For example, here on page 24 of the search warrant, the warrant says that a witness stated that, quote, although there was no legitimate reason for Metro to outsource such a service to POV in a sole source contract, the contract was pushed forward by CEO Philip Washington in order to remain in good graces with supervisor Sheila Cool. As a reminder, POV is a charity that received $800,000 in a no-bid contract to run a hotline for LA Metro that was hardly ever used. And Sheila Kuhl is a powerful politician on LA Metro's board who was longtime friends with the head of POV. The California Attorney General's office is now leading the investigation into this public corruption scheme. Mr. Washington, have you spoken with the California Attorney General's office about the status of their investigation? No, I have not, Senator. Well, the Republican committee staff did last week. Uh, we reached out to the California oh, yeah? Attorney General's office to inquire on the status of the investigation. What and happened? the Attorney General's office said that there is an ongoing criminal investigation into this matter. And the staff said in particular that you have a, quote, material involvement in the case. Hmm and that the investigation is months away from being completed. Oh, that's the end of the clip, I think. <laughs> uh, I know, it's like, I thought he was going to end before. Uh, basically, what he's saying, and there's another clip we can play it too, but he's saying, well, what happens if we make you head of the FAA and now you're involved in a criminal case back in California, corruption case? Because remember the details of this, there was a whistleblower. We had that woman on the air, I forget her name, that worked for Metro. She was dealing with the contract, and she's the one that first called attention to this. She took it to the well, ended up with the sheriff's department. Remember Alex right. Villanueva? Villanueva launched the search warrants on Sheila Kuehl. Right, and he had some public uh, corruption unit investigated before the attorney general took it away. But basically, there was stuff in there directly from Phil Washington saying to this whistleblower, "Let this go." Mm -hmm. Sheila Kuehl, right? You know, well, I because the whistleblower was supposed to make a payment, I think. At that point, it was $75,000. Oh, that's right. That's what the it payment. Was. She was balking. And, right? and she said, what is this about? This, this looks like nonsense. And Phil Washington said, you put it through because, uh, you know, I, uh, then Sheila Kuehl is going to owe me. Right. That's but, what it was. Owe me, right? Let's play, let's play the next cut. If it so happened that you ended up indicted as a result of this ongoing investigation, I don't know if that will happen or not. The investigation needs to conclude what sort of damage would it do to the FAA to have the administrator indicted on public corruption? Well, a couple of things, uh, Senator. Yeah, and please respond. To oh, okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, that particular contract was initiated before I arrived at Metro. Uh, there has been no findings of wrongdoing by me. Uh, I stand by the work that was done in this contract uh, to... Are you saying the search warrant is wrong? When it says the, these are the allegations of the search warrant that Philip Washington pushed it forward? Uh, that is wrong. That is false. Uh, I never talked with anyone about that, yeah. uh, that contract. Uh, this was done uh, with a uh, delegation of authority uh, to... Uh, my uh, department heads, what? Uh, but the allegations are false. Uh, and uh, I talked to no one. Uh, you mentioned super, former supervisor Sheila Kuehl. I never talked to her about the contract. Okay. But the AG investigation is not concluded. Is that correct? 
No one has talked to me from the AG office. No one has called me from the sheriff's office. No one has contacted me about this case at all. Thank you. But we And we think that'll probably be a dead end. I mean, that's the Democratic hack, uh, the attorney general who took <laughs> the case away from Villanueva's office to probably deep six it. He gets a call from these Republicans in Washington asking about the nomination of Phil well, Washington. The event. Well, I'll just tell them it's, we're still working on it. It's yeah, but they, away. it's kind of weird that they implicated Washington as being a material participant. That's in the what case. Ted, Ted Cruz read there. That the yeah. statement was that he is right. He's material to the case. And I mean that uh, knowing that he's up for uh, an FAA promotion here, that's right. kind of odd that they would like publicly admit that they could have just. Uh, Said that it's an internal matter and we're working on it, like some right, generic exactly. statement that but, didn't give up any information. Right, right. but they, they, they kind of... Just implied, ongoing investigation, click. They, they implied that there's something going on here that I we're may looking be, I at. mean, I, it would surprise me if... It would be great, but it would surprise me if something came out of this in terms of a corruption case yep. against Metro and Phil Washington. That would be fantastic, though. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're going to have Blake Trolley on after 3 o'clock. He's made his way up to the mountain communities, John. And he will give us a live report about the rescue efforts. Yeah, I think he was getting a ride with law enforcement to tour uh, the area. Yeah, I wonder if he's got a good signal out of there through the snow. Well, there's no snow falling now, but there was a lot that fell. Anyway, we'll look forward to that. We still have Tim Donnelly on, too. I don't know. Okay. We could have him on uh, in about an hour. There's a spot there, but we got the moist line. So, you know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're not moving the moist line for anything. Yeah, I know. That's (laughs) that's the anchor of the show. No, I was just asking because Tim was scheduled. So I didn't know if that was. He was. They had to move things around because Blake was still on his way up. Blake was supposed to come on earlier. Anyway, so things got shuffled around. But maybe we'll, we'll talk to Tim maybe in an hour and see how he's doing. Uh, now, wow, we enter the horrible world of child pornography and child oh, sex abuse. Geez, this is disgusting. There's a documentary that's coming out. Jared from Subway. Who can forget that creep? Jared Fogel, the guy that lost all the weight and did the Subway ads and really made a lot of money because apparently you, that campaign was successful. You know, I didn't. For the sandwich chain. I thought he was creepy before. Uh, we knew about the child porn. You did. He bothered me. Yeah, my radar went up on that guy. I didn't like. I didn't care if he lost weight eating Subway. I mean, that, in fact, you know what? That whole that whole thing made me not want to eat Subway because I just found him gross. There's a new docu series coming out. Jared from Subway catching a monster, and it features a couple of sisters who grew up in a small town in Indiana but came to know Jared Fogle because their stepfather at the time, Russell Taylor, was running the Jared Foundation. So that's how they were introduced to this creep. And he was secretly recording the sisters and their friends over video, hiding cameras in their bedrooms and bathrooms. The, fo- the stepfather here. He was. He compiled the footage for Fogle. So the stepfather was recording his stepdaughter's running around the house and their friends, and then showing it off to Fogel. The bedroom and the bathroom, and we know that's the place where, yeah, things get exposed. Jeez. Uh, oh, how come there's so many gross, disgusting, pervert weirdos That guy, along with Hannah and Christian's mother, a woman known as Angela Baldwin, were all convicted for their roles, but, of course, Jared Fogel, the most well-known of these, 
got more than 15 years in prison. Let's play about a minute of the documentary and the sisters talking. The story you are about to hear sounds crazy, but I can promise you it is all true. Jared Fogel went from a nobody to a somebody. He became an icon. He helps children all around the world. He's someone you could look up to. As a journalist, I came to know Jared Fogel better than anyone. There were cameras all throughout the house. I had evidence of Jared saying what he wanted to do. He was an active pedophile. I didn't know where it would lead me. I just wanted to find out the truth. Rochelle said, Jared from Subway wants to see pictures of my kids naked. And if I don't, he's going to kill me. He needed to be stopped. That's when I became an undercover asset for the FBI. Wow. The woman speaking is yeah. uh, named Rochelle Herman. She's uh, in Sarasota. She's a radio host and a single mother. And she interviewed Jared on her program back in 06. Uh, uh, it was a program for the American Heart Association because Jared Fogel was doing a tour uh, sponsored by Subway, I guess, promoting Subway as a uh, healthy way to live. And it says here she befriended him and then she saw that he was regularly interacting with children and became clear to her that he had a sexual interest in them. So she brought the situation to the attention of the FBI and even worked with them to document evidence. The sisters have never spoken to her, and they're looking forward to meeting her. When when she was sitting next to Jared in a middle school gymnasium, Jared whispered in Rochelle's ear that he thought the adolescent students were hot. And she decided to uh, try to get inside of what he was up to. So she struck up a flirty, long-distance relationship to get him to talk about his illegal impulses, pretending that she shared them. And at one point, he tells her, and I guess she's recorded this, we should try to get some child porn videos to watch together. And he started reminiscing about having sex with children in Thailand. See, oh, what did I tell no. you about Thailand? Yeah, there are yeah. places in the world that are known for that. Yeah, and yeah. pedophiles all over go there. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. But I, I told By the way, you. the girls were 13 and 11 when they met Jared Fogel. So that gives you an idea of his taste and... Oh, youth man yeah the, it, at first they were starstruck and then uh, when they realized this was going on horrified obviously he's out now isn't he or is he still in prison maybe he's still in prison i forget i don't know i mean he was a weirdo fat guy and everybody got enamored with him because he was on a subway diet i mean how many years was he uh was he pushing subway sandwiches? oh a long time at yeah least 10, a long time I yeah, oh, it's yeah. amazing what, what people get fixated on, right? Yeah, like you couldn't see that that guy was a weirdo creep. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know that he was a, a I thought a he was kind of geeky. I don't know that I thought I mean, he, he just was... bothered me. I don't there's certain people that just their their presence, uh, their face bother me. He was I, sentenced to fifteen years back in December twenty fifteen. Right, so he's still locked up. Unless he was sentenced in California, then yeah, he pro be. he probably owns a child daycare center. I was going to say, he didn't get out early then from uh, that, that state. All right, we got more coming up. Uh, John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We are on our way to Moist Line calls coming up at about 320 and 350. 
Before that, we'll be talking to Blake Trolley, KFI News, who made his way up to the San Bernardino Mountain communities to see how the rescue is going for the people that are still trapped in their homes for what we believe is 10 days now with a couple of storms that went through, dropping many, many feet of snow. So we'll get that perspective. And we'll catch up with Tim Donnelly, too, the former state assemblyman who's up there in what, Twin Peaks, is it? Twin Peaks, yes, just uh, down the road from Lake Arrowhead. He was on a couple of days ago to talk about his ordeal. We'll see how he's doing. So you'll get a lot of updates on the snow emergency. Can you you imagine being trapped for 10 days in a house with eight feet of snow surrounding you, especially if you're old, living by yourself? If you don't like the other people in the house, eh, that could lead to death. Oh, man. How much drinking is going on indoors? Speaking of death, bad news for you. One of the top <laughs> Russian scientists who created the Sputnik V COVID vaccine, which is the one you took, mm, yeah. was strangled to death with a belt in his Moscow apartment. <laughs> Apparently an intruder got in there. Oh, Andrei Butkov was one of 18 scientists who worked on the coronavirus vaccine in 2020. Do you know how many prominent Russians have been mysteriously killed? I know, it's and some incredible. of them always seem to jump to their death, don't they? That's yeah. usually a common way. Yeah, they're jumping off uh, roofs, jumping out of their hotel rooms. Well, they claim that there was an intruder, and they caught him, and he's confessed, but he could have been hired. You're right. I, I think the Russian vaccine didn't work all that well, and probably Putin held him responsible. Oh, wait a minute. Russian media reported that the suspect, known as Alexei Z had spent 10 years in prison on charges of providing sex services. Uh Uh-oh. That could be another angle to this story. Oh, yeah, well, then there's that, yeah. Uh, I can't tell. I guess it's a man. I thought it was a woman's name, Alexi, but I think it's a man that was arrested. Alexi could go either way, which is another another possibility. Could a, uh, right, but could a, well, could a, would a woman strangle somebody to death with a belt, a grown man? I don't know, maybe. That almost never happens. Oh, yeah, there was a fight over money that allegedly was owed, and it led to the belt-strangling death <laughs> oh, of the scientist. So maybe the uh, scientist was into weird stuff he was paying for. Yeah, and he didn't pay up, so uh, oh. this uh, person took wow. uh, action. Wow. Uh, yeah, you're right. They started recounting all the other ones. In February, a Russian general was found shot dead in an apparent suicide in his country home. In December, a Russian sausage tycoon was found dead after falling out of a window. That's the one I remembered mm-hmm. while staying at a hotel in India. I was just trying to get a better view and yeah. plunge. All right. Well, we have more, I'm sorry to say, child porn people in the news. We just talked about Jared Fogel, who was the subway guy for years and made a mint as a spokesman for Subway because he lost a lot of weight, he said, on the sandwiches, but ended up being convicted on child porn charges and sent to prison for a very long term. Subway's really happy about this documentary coming out, huh? Just when everybody's forgotten about Gerald Fogel. The mayor of College Park, Maryland, was also picked up this week on child porn charges. His name is Patrick Wojan. And, uh... Apparently, they got some sort of alert that a social media account in the county where he was mayor was posting child porn, and they tracked it back using the IPS address to Wojan, 47 years old. They carried out a search warrant, found a tablet, a computer, a storage device, and a bunch of cell phones. He was on the College Park City Council, been the mayor of the city since 2015, 
but he's now been charged with 16 counts of distributing child porn, 40 counts of possessing it. He was posting it publicly on social media? That's what it sounds like. What the heck? He's not only a pervert, he's stupid as a board. He, uh, from what I understand, it was uh, adult men with boys, the porn. It always is. So that's, uh, I think that's number one on the list of these stories. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, mean, women. It is men that engage the most in child porn. Obviously, men, women very rarely do this stuff. Right, and, and they don't. But, go, but it they, can be like Fogel looking at little girls. It can be. Yes, it, it's both. But uh, this guy apparently was looking at men and boys. The other creepy story related to this, and I think it's the creepiest of the week. A 72-year-old man was arrested in Florida. They found his home with more than 220,000 printed images of child porn. So that's, he's 72, so it's like, it's like a lifetime. It, it, most, and I guess he would print them off so we could enjoy them as, like, you know, magazines. Most frightening mugshot. He oh, looks, picture. He looks like a shriveled corpse. He looks like he's 142, not 72. Yeah, his name is Paul oh Zittel. What kind of life did he have? Uh, I mean, that is dead. Probably very lonely. Ooh. They found them stacked in crusty old boxes throughout his office what in his mean, bedroom. What do you mean crusty? Yeah, I. it's <laughs> a word in the New York Post. I did not pick it. Oh, come on. Uh, the Marion County Sheriff's Office put out a press release. I don't know if they use the word crusty either. He, he had 26. But I'll bet you some of it was like 50 years old, some of these pictures, I'm guessing. 2,600 pounds of evidence. That means he literally had a ton of child porn. The, yes. When the officer said, oh, he's got a ton of child porn in there. No, he really meant a ton of he child porn. He literally had a ton. Which brings us to a great moment in the past from the John and Ken show. What was the name of that politician who was fighting to reduce the number of, or rather, increase the number of images you're allowed to have oh, of child porn? Oh, uh, San before? Francisco, Leno. Right, Mark Leno. Mark Leno, yes. So if Mark Leno was involved, oh, 220,000 images out. Oh, that could be a coincidence. That could be. <laughs> yeah, he wanted Somebody to... hacked him. Somebody planted it. At the time, uh, people kept the images on uh, DVDs. And he he was he he wanted to reduce from felony to misdemeanor if you had something like eight hundred child porn images on your DVD. In other words, you wouldn't go to jail over it. Yeah, because he said maybe somebody planted them there. There could be reasons that you were yeah. responsible for. It was nonsense. Yeah, anybody ever? He disappeared in? from politics, didn't he? I don't hear his name anymore. Anyway. No, no, he he just uh, vanished. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, well, apparently, other residents. Uh, this guy lived with other people. He would not allow anybody in his bedroom or office without personally escorting them. And that's where they found the crusty boxes. I just can't believe... He kind of looks like an old woman, too. In the... He does. He has feminine... But we've talked about that. Sometimes you get really old. Men morph but into he... women and women morph into men. He did, but I mean... We all become non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he looks beyond old. He really looks like a guy who's 100. In fact, I've seen 100-year-olds on TV who look yeah, better this, than this. You're right. He looks 10 years older, at least in 72. Oof. Uh, oh, and they provided a photo of the crusty boxes. Did you see it there? Yes, you can see the crust on them. More than 2,600 pounds of printed child porn images. Some light beer cases. Uh, oh, is that what? Yeah, Miller Light. <laughs> 
So I guess that was his life. He'd have a few beers and stare at his massive ton of child porn. Oh, my God. That is really sick stuff. What did he do? Uh, for a living. Yeah, yeah you I, wonder. Because I'm guessing this collection goes back many years. Think, this, uh, just, this was his hobby. It was a job where he had access to children? Um, what look, do you think he just, he looks he like just downloaded the images off the internet and just printed them off on a printer is what he, I'm thinking he did. Yeah, but, but he's got to earn money. I bet you he had, uh, was like a maintenance man at a school. Oh. Yeah, because that's how they found him. They got information in January that several files showing child sex abuse have been uploaded to the internet. And they tracked down the IP address and found this location. And then they got a warrant to get inside the home. And that's when they found the boxes. So he guess he didn't know they were coming. And they got to him pretty quickly and uh, hauled him away. Uh, well, he got away with this for, uh, you know, 50 years or more. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they tracked... The secret him. weird life that people live. They huh? tracked him down through his IP address. So, he's, he's you know, he's tracking uh, child porn and downloading it and printing it out. And uh, you, you leave your IP address behind when you do those things. Well, he's going to get a lawyer that's going to say, well, you have no evidence you ever sexually assaulted a child. These are just photos, right? Yeah. These are just photos of the children being assaulted. The children who were abused. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, we head into the 3 o'clock hour on Friday, so we've got two rounds of the Moist Line to play for you. That's where our callers leave their musings on whatever else is going on in the news or in their lives. That'll come up around 3.20 and 3.50. Two guests to talk to us about the San Bernardino County mountain communities and their ordeal with the heavy snow. First up is Blake Trolley, who made his way up there. And you said he had a sheriff's escort. He went with the uh, officials. With some well, I guess you have to. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I, I don't know. They've got so many agencies up there now. So we'll find out who gave him the ride. All right. So we'll talk to him. We'll also catch up with Tim Donnelly, the former state assembly and lives up in Twin Peaks. And we'll see exactly uh, how he's doing. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.